Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman. And Joe might look like he's inside of a Nordstrom rack, but he's not inside of a clothing store. That is his gun store. He's found a little found a little nook to yeah, I had join to, us. I had, to hide, I had to hide myself away there a little bit, but um, we're uh, in the process of uh, making some pretty massive changes, so I had to come over here and just do a site walkthrough and and yeah, just one of the things that, that I got myself involved in. Anybody need ammo? Well, I, out of all of the places in the store, I think you found the one quiet place. So let's hope it stays that way. Much quieter oh, than the actual range. <laughs> yeah, there's probably 30 people out there right now, too. So it's been a, been a pretty busy day. I don't get the chance so to make big... it over here very often. So it's nice to, yeah. to venture over. So we got a big show today and we have a special guest. So why don't we bring him on? Colonel Phil Waldron is going to join us. He was part of our um, roundtable the other day. So we welcome him back to the show. Phil, welcome. Howdy, gents. How are you? Good. good. I mean, all good. things considered, good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, man, we, so, we ended up um, the last show, Joe, with, uh, with, with you reading off the top 10 list. And uh, I don't know if you've done uh, any research, but for what it's worth, uh, I think Quentin Young was the editor of that uh, Colorado Newsline, which kind of published that piece. Uh, it's part of State's Newsroom, which is funded by the North Fund. The North Fund has put about $7 million into Colorado in the last two years. And it's an offshoot of Arabella's 1630 Fund. And it funds the Democracy Docket Action Fund and the Democracy Docket Legal Fund, which are Mark, Mark Elias's Elias. checkbook. And so uh, the bottom line, when uh, you're you're over the target and you're pissing off Mark Elias and uh, Perkins Coey, then uh, you're good to go, brother. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just to think about how much money. I mean, that was that probably took a bit of research. Um, I just thought it was a blog. But no, I guess they're pumping major money into this. You have to, seven, you have to be seven million off bucks the in the right last people. two years. You gotta be pissing off the right people to have them paying out of pocket to push that kind of stuff out. Hey, listen, the, the the thing that we need to understand is that we are in a information war and they're basically just trying to propagate it with a bunch of lies. And one of the one of the one of the things that, that is happening is we're we're in a unique situation where as people that are fighting for what's right, fighting to preserve constitutional integrity and fighting to, you know, bring truth to the, the forefront, um, the attacks that we're under are somewhat, I mean, as you said, Colonel Waldron before in the deep rig, and that is we're under a, a, a color revolution, right? This is, this yeah. is not something that's happening outside of our government. It's happening inside of our government. And is being funded outside of our government in order to take over and to create a coup against the American people. So it doesn't surprise me that these people are doing the things that they're doing. But I think that it's not just the top 10. It's all the things that we're getting ourselves involved in. My fear, uh, um, frankly, is tied to whether or not we are dealing with enemies in our own camp um, that have infiltrated our camp because there's so many people that can say that they're doing the right thing and work against our better interest. And I feel like a small part of what we're do dealing with right now with Doug Logan and how that report was put out and what was really in the volumes and how the mainstream media reacted, I feel like we're dealing with a, a little bit of um, uh, the enemy within. And maybe you can shed some light on that, but um, that's just the, the what I've come to the conclusion of over the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh... Sam Sam Fattis in our article out uh, just the other day about the uh, in the American Spectator about the Army War College going woke and they say the Army needs to ferret out far right extremists and uh, you know they identify you know anything you know it's it's, it's kind of crazy but it's it's all moving that direction so um, you know when you look at the the internal uh, networks 
uh, there was a, a Space Force officer who um, who wrote an article about how extreme Marxism uh, was an internal threat to uh, the Department of Defense. And uh, I talked to him right before that article was published, and he was relieved of command. And uh, it, you, mm. you, you see it happening all any any uh, any dissension or any uh, conversation even. Uh, to uh, to call out, you know what what the observations of. And this paper by this Air Force Lieutenant Colonel was was done in an academic uh, review. It's it's looking, looking at th and uh, they it, everything's just getting shut down from the inside. So uh, Max, your point is well taken. The insider the inside uh, purge or the insider threats of the color revolution has got uh, has got deep roots, and it's uh, uh, it's it's in effect right now. So the other side wants us to be fighting amongst ourselves. Obviously, when we yeah. find rhinos, we have to kick them out of the, the tent, right? We can have a big tent when it comes to elections, but when it comes to actually solving problems, we got to shrink that tent to make sure that we're not uh, fighting against each other. So obviously, when we find the rhinos, we have to, we have to kick them out. Um, but the other side wants us to do that. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not convinced that it's all just organic. I think that it's it, there are some saboteurs. I think that the left is um, is putting people into these into these movements, into this movement, and trying to encourage dissent among the ranks. I mean, that's that's right out of their playbook. Um, I don't think we can we can discount that too. But I mean, I, I do think some of it's organic. I mean, I've I've seen just in the last couple of days people I thought were were strongly conservative talking about people going against their conviction and getting the vaccine anyway so that they can stay in government they can stay in these positions positions which i guess makes sense right if, if you want insiders to continue to to leak things to you you don't want them all to quit but i mean I, i've seen a lot of a lot of people showing true colors lately that i didn't i i didn't personally expect yeah, it's uh, counterintelligence uh, operations are more critical than I've ever seen them, you know, even in foreign countries working with foreign intel service and foreign military trying to, to penetrate your operations. Um, this political fight is crazy. And you, you go, let's go back to Arizona. Um, you know, the sheriff, the current Maricopa County sheriff and, and the sheriff's race with uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, uh, there was a, a, a Soros plant inside that campaign. And pretty much sabotaged uh, Sheriff Arpaio's run, which, again, it was a concerted effort. I think they dumped two million dollars into that sheriff race in Maricopa County, plus yeah. inserted uh, insider threats into uh, Sheriff Arpaio's campaign to sabotage his campaign. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions right now whether the Senate lawyer who was a Romney uh, Romney campaign member uh, sabotaged and led Senator Fan uh, down the wrong path with the uh with this uh, senate agreement to to have a, a special master uh to to not give up the routers to not give up uh, all the other the logs that uh, were in the affid or that within the subpoena uh, so yeah there's there's questions and i know that individual lawyer personally uh, leaked or doxed information that i had sent up to the senate for review uh, he sent emails that i that i had uh, provided to the senate based on questions that they ask, you know, with instead of instead of cutting the content out and sending that, he just forwarded, you know, email with, you know, all my email address and phone numbers. And of course, within about two hours, that was in all of the leftist uh, media rags in uh, in Phoenix. So um, I know this individual has a history of uh, of either being incompetent uh, at the at the no, very not. least or, you know, no, being no, uh, insidious. Uh, I Joe, I've no. got to give him the I've got to give him the benefit of stupidity. No, no. you know I don't. I, you know I'm not giving anybody the benefit of the doubt. I know, I know you don't, care. brother. Look, we, we are in the fight for the for the spirit of America, and I said this this morning. Men need to start acting like men. Number one, and number two, we need to start we need to start making sure that the perversion of the truth and that, that explaining away or not holding people accountable that's got to stop. And they'd say we're eating our own, and I would tell you they're not our own. These people aren't our own. Karen Fan is not yeah. our is not our friend. She did not get to become the president of the Senate because she cares about it. Now that's my opinion, and I know that you would have a softer approach to it, a softer, gentler approach to it. I don't have a softer, gentler approach. I don't more, dipl and more the, diplomatic, the lawyer, maybe. Yeah, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, we're I know, past I know. that for me. 
And that's why you're an important part. Yeah, that's why you're an important part of what we're doing, is because you can probably smooth out the edges and you know and and stop the hurt feelings. Frankly, the people who have proven themselves to step in this fight, the Patrick Burns of the world, right? Uh, You know, people like Carl and Fize, and I can walk down the line. uh, Sidney Powell, Matt DiPerno. Uh, these people yeah. are fighting hard for the American people. They're fighting hard for the spirit of America. And when you have people that step in the middle of it and try to circumvent or pervert that truth, you know, I don't have any patience for you. And the lawyer for the Arizona Senate has showed himself to be absolute trash. He's no better than 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 the uh, radical left. And I'm not talking about just Democrat. I'm saying that when you align yourself with stealing the voice of the American people, you are absolute trash as far as I'm concerned. Now, I, I do want to hear your opinion on that. But now you've heard mine. No, no, I, and I told you, my he he uh, is shown his lack of trust, and 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 I would never trust him because he he did he doxed pretty much doxed me, sent sent direct emails uh, over to the board of supervisors and their attorney again, which ended up in uh, you know the Arizona leftist rag. So uh, he's he's proven his uh, lack of trustworthiness to me. Well, I mean, you have other camps that I mean, I'll call people out by name. But you have people that are responsible for Dominion voting systems being in certain states, and they're actually people that are on in the in the the inner circle of some of the people that are fighting for the uh, the election integrity in the 2020 election. So uh, I, I often wonder who's making those decisions to bring people in who have suspect character, if not terrible characters, uh, character. And and uh, I just shake my head because I I don't like to disparage people at all. Uh, but there are just certain people you just have to recognize that they're not good for uh, they're not good for, you know, uncovering or pushing the truth out to the American people. They're, they're there to interfere with it. Yeah. So, Joe, you did say or, trash, or, or they're and, for and personal so gain. We have a recurring segment on the show. Every time Joe says trash, we throw up a synonym for trash to expand <laughs> the vocabulary. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, today's synonym of the day is gimcrack. Gimcrack, gimcrack. meaning crack. of low quality. The left is gimcrack. Yes. Gimcrack. Today's synonym for trash. Hey, Colonel Waldron, I'll tell you what. That's a good game. We have some good words. We have effluvium, right? We have... uh, (laughs) Off-scouring. Off-scouring. We've got some great words that have come up through this deal. Flotsam, jetsam. Jetsam, yeah. We got good Crap. We've we've been running this for the better part of the year. (laughs) I I can go to sleep now today, so I've learned something new today. I've I've accomplished my mission in life. You know, never go go to sleep without learning something new during the day. So I have. (laughs) So so first of all, thanks for coming on the show before uh, on the roundtable. We're going to do those more often, I think, and include you on uh, a probably a more irreverent uh one maybe you could be the the softer gentler person in between it but we wanted to bring people like scott mckay um on the show and bring uh constitutional cowboy um on the show obviously james and and bring some just people that just speak in probably a way that will talk to certain groups of people and turn other people off but irreverently about what we're actually dealing with and i i certainly do it to a certain degree but we're going to have these uh these, uh, I don't know, round tables so we can really just get to the meat of it. But I know you've been working yeah. on a lot of the different teams. Take a bar on what's happening in Maricopa County. What, what can we, what can we glean, um, over the last week since the, uh, explosive release of that information? Well, I, I think what's coming out is that, you know, uh, since, uh, Senator Fan uh, affirmed and confirmed that, uh, as of the end of that hearing, everyone was released from their non-disclosure agreements. You're going to see the unredacted, unrebutted pieces that are coming out. Um, I don't know if you saw the, uh, the the first of the videos that came out called "A Thousand Cuts." It was you know a cross section of a lot of the the Maricopa County uh, volunteers, and I, I know there's more of those folks being interviewed and given their story about uh, you know what they saw that didn't come out. But I think when you look at that very, very um, narrow window in time of the presentation that was supposed to be the summation of months and months and months of work, there's no way that that represented um, the true findings of what that uh, historic uh, you know, audit uh, 
represented and uh, hearing the people's stories. Uh, you know, I know I was on a couple of uh, a couple of panels with uh, Jovan, uh, you know, on on y'all show, and then I think again uh, last night or the day before with uh, with Brandon, and uh, all of those things that uh, each of the individual players in that uh, audit came out, the lessons learned and, and the observations. Um, that's all going to paint a picture. And, uh, you know, Joe, you talked early. Um, we are in a situation with uh, that, that, that the left and the mainstream media and the tech media has achieved information dominance. And uh, when they can craft a message where they can pull one sentence out of a, uh, you know, four hour briefing and multiple points of, uh, you know, slide presentations from experts and really, really smart people, you know, not people like me, uh, but Dr. Shiva and Ben Cotton and, uh, you know, uh, you know, real, real, real experts in their field. Um, and they can boil that down to, well, Biden really won. He had 360 more votes. Well, it wasn't a recount. Uh, it was a full forensic audit. And if you count, you know, counterfeit bills, you know, if you, if you take a, you know, a, a stack of $10 bills that represents a million dollars and you try to deposit them in the bank, and 180,000 of that million is is counterfeit. Well, the bank is not going to deposit those counterfeit bills and you're going right. to get a visit from the secret service. So, that's exactly what's happening now. It's been turned over to uh, Attorney General Bernovich. Um, he's running for Senate, so for whatever reason if he does the right thing and uh, and his investigative team looks at the evidence that was accumulated and uh, how many terabytes of data that the uh, that they achieve with the digital images of the the actual ballots, uh, looking at the uh, you know the the paper that was uh, not uh, you know the ballots that were not produced in accordance with the Arizona and the Maricopa uh, County statutes and and uh, requirements. If those if those ballots didn't meet the production requirements, were they legitimate ballots? That's a judgment that. Uh, you know, will have to be made. And those ballots can be removed from the total and, you know, remove or you know, re retally the votes based on the illegitimate ballots. But I think there's been enough um, illegitimacy, enough, um, you know, what's what's a good word? I, I was thinking of one that's it's, it's kind of like tomfoolery, but it's, it's a little more, uh, <laughs> it's a little more like, like Joe would say, but, uh, you know, if you, you see all of these things that are happening, you say, OK, there's no way that this could have been a legitimately certified election. And that's where the um, the Arizona legislature has to find themselves. They from from what we understand, they don't need the governor to call them back in a special session. They can vote themselves. Uh, and and according to the additional research, it only requires a majority vote so they can decertify. Uh, those uh, electoral college votes. And if uh, Georgia does the same thing, and if uh, Wisconsin, where they found 23,000 votes with the exact or voter profiles with the exact same phone number, uh, if if they start to look at all this data and decertify those elections so that the electoral college votes are less than required to certify, then it reverts back to a 12th Amendment um, uh, solution. And each one of the state houses vote one time and we can actually get um, a legitimate um, president occupying the White House. Well, so so let's talk about the 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 courage of the people that are currently in office, you know, Karen Fan and the, and the Arizona Senate. There's been you know, what, what I see is that people are sniffing around the edges. Right. I call it sniffing butts or sniffing it, trying to figure out you know, whether or not they can get away with going further down the line and whether or not they even have the appetite. So you saw this incredible amount of rhetoric to to try and quell what's happening uh, with people getting more and more upset. You got to do an audit, got to do an audit, got to do an audit. And they saw that the, the temperature went up so high that they were forced into a position where they had to have an audit. Here we are months later, the audit's been done. We keep massaging things. They've changed the, the volumes of information, re removed uh, the kinematics of uh, Jovan specifically removed some of the information related to uh, data files. I mean, they took some of that out of the volumes of the data files that were removed. You have Doug Logan that comes out and said that the the draft that I got my hands on that came directly from him to somebody else's email to someone else's email, and yet he says that oh that's false, that's not true. When you have people inside of our our actual movement. That are that are either playing scared or or maybe they're just uh, worn out. They're afraid of personal loss. 
unwilling to stand up for what is really happening, you know, at, at that point, it, it, this, it, it reminds me of what happened in Venezuela. If we go back uh, over a decade when they stole the elections there, that, hey, there was this fervor. There was a massive uprising that happened after the election was stolen. And then they just felt like they didn't get anywhere. And so they settled in. And then all of a sudden the, the economy collapsed. It, it, it is ringing true to me that they feel like they can just outweigh us and that the people on our team well, don't have any courage. When you look at patterns and you look at history, and I, I, I find comfort in context, in historical context, because that's what I was trained to do in the military. Um, when, when you look at what happened in Venezuela, you had an oligarchy who um, nationalized assets and resources and then raped their country for personal gain. Look at what's happening in our Congress, our Senate, our executive branch and all those uh, the, those folks in government. Again, you know, you, you see the little meme that says I'm not worried about the, you know, the billionaire who went into office uh, and and gave up his salary. I'm worried about, you know, the uh, the, the the legislatures who went in on a hundred thousand dollar or one hundred fifty thousand dollar salary and, and and turned into millionaires. You know, so it, it's it's kind of. Yeah, it's it's nonsensical, but um, the America is is being stolen out from under us. And uh, you look at, well, three point five trillion dollars spending bill. It didn't really cost anything. Yeah. The inflation and the gas prices and the lack of supply chain, the boats that are parked outside of our ports waiting to be offloaded that are causing the supply chain issues. Those are raising prices. And that is a tax uh, and, and an affront assault on small business and the working class folks who, uh, you know, live week to week and month to month and probably don't have, you know, millions and millions of dollars of savings to go to fall back on. And so we'll just sit this one out and we'll we'll wait a year and see what happens. Well, the rest of the country, you know, the majority of the country does don't have that that option. But when you yeah. look at what the, the Venezuelan government is, it is a multi trillion dollar petro narco trans regional criminal organization is occupying the, the, the country of Venezuela, but that's really what it is. And when you look at the money laundering, uh, I think there, there'll be a lot of information coming out on U.S. banks uh, that, that laundered, you know, stolen Venezuelan money and, uh, and resources. And uh, that's, that's where our country is headed. You know, we certainly can't wait. We can't wait for Joe Biden to be voted out. We can't wait for, for midterms and, the American people are starting to wake up too and realize that they can't wait. We, we, we can't live like this. Like the, the price is rising. That's just a part of it. If we go to my screen real quick, these are numbers that the Republican national committee just put out. Um, they didn't do these polls. They just kind of collected all the poll numbers. Um, I know we don't really care a whole lot about polls, but polls are good as a snapshot in time. And all of the polls are showing that Joe Biden is doing very, very poorly in all of the States that he apparently just a, a few months ago, was the most popular person ever in Iowa. Oh, he only, he's at 31% approval. North Carolina, 38% approval. Texas, 32%. That's too high. Colorado, 41% appro approval. Virginia, no, There's no 41% Colorado. That's a lie. That's a lie. There's not 20% of you. Look, people are taking down their Biden signs because they're afraid their burnt houses are going to get burned down. That is a real thing that is <laughs> happening in Colorado. I'm, 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 I'm being serious. I'm yeah. being serious. Yeah. So that's this. People, people are so people are point. ready to tar and feather people who want to stand out there and say na 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 boo boo, right? Oh, we're we're just yeah. going to take from you and do all these things to you, and you're just going to take it. And people are literally out there saying, "Go ahead, put a Biden sign up again," right? And you're going to wake up to you know your first floor burning down on the second floor. This truly yeah. is a very scary time because people are losing hope, Colonel Waldron. They're losing hope. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I think uh, you know we've we've had this discussion uh, offline, uh, but you know my effort and my goal is to get a solution so that uh, this country doesn't devolve into a a second civil war, which and I, I believe that it's it's really close or at least really close to some localized um, bad things. Uh, you mentioned just a minute ago that you know people think you think people are ready to to go out and tar and feather people if they had a Biden sign in their in their uh, lawn. Uh, back to the original question, you know, whether the politicians are they 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 sniffing the edges? Uh, whether the people I think the the reason that they had the audit in the first part was because of the people of Arizona. They they found and they said enough. We want to know this is not right. This doesn't. 
It doesn't look right. It doesn't smell right. It doesn't taste right. Let's get the investigation done. And I don't think they're going to tolerate um, nothing happening after all that work and after all of the uh, the effort. Um, so if if you know the politicians don't have the uh, political appetite, I do believe that the people of Arizona will entice them to to uh, do the right thing. And that's really what uh, you know. I, I've heard several of the politicians say, "Look, don't wait to see what happens in Arizona. If yours doesn't smell right, look right, and taste right, then get your own audit going." And, uh, you know, we see that from from around the country where where things are happening, you know, here in Texas, uh, although the uh, the four uh, counties that are audited, if you've really looked at the two pages, it's a farcical. It's not a forensic election. It's it's a smoke and mirrors game by the secretary of state, uh, which uh, is is going to be uh, blown out you know, wide and loud uh, here from Texas and other places. Uh, but uh, Florida, uh, there, there's several other states that are all in in the mood to uh, understand what happened in their state because it didn't look right, it didn't smell right, it didn't taste right. But they were forced to eat it. We've covered. And they're pissed. We've covered Sheila Jackson Lee, her district um, in Texas, Jeez. and just how much just how much fraud. I mean, there's there's a great. He spent like an hour going through it. This one woman, I think she was a retired teacher. She just decided to say, it just doesn't smell right. That same kind of thing. Like, oh, I don't think, I don't really think she won by that much. I, don't, I haven't really met that many people who supported her. She went through all the documents and she found that people were voting from nursing homes for Sheila Jackson Lee. And they were all using the same exact envelopes with the same exact handwriting. It, it was ballot harvesting. It's plain and simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, Texas needs to be audited for sure. A real forensic audit. And if they have they have nothing to hide, then they have no reason to be afraid of it. Sunlight's the best disinfectant. If if they're clean as a whistle, then they should welcome the audit. But, well, but the Governor problem... Abbott had, had stood up the Election Integrity Center of Excellence with all of those capabilities that we talked about. I talked to him for about an hour in his office. If he had taken the action before the regular session, um, you know, was over, we would have had the capability and the organization to do a uh, an independent audit you know the secretary of state inspecting elections it's just like uh, you know, me going in and checking the length of my grass at a homeowners association you know if, if somebody's out measuring grass of course it's going to be good because it was mine i'm not going to call my own baby ugly and so it's 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 ludicrous for um you know an agency to inspect itself never happens never should happen and it doesn't follow any of the other uh, patterns in texas you know, I told Governor Abbott, I have a small business. I have a food safety inspection. I have a water quality inspection. I have a backflow preventer inspection. I have a fire inspection. I have a sewage inspection. Uh, you know, I have all these inspections that I have to get done, but there's nobody that's independently in, uh, inspecting our elections, our most important civil right. Well, I, I have to yeah. tell you, we, we, we've gotten to this place where We've allowed them to push things off and say nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. We've got to get back to stamina and taking a stand and saying we're not moving. We're not leaving. We're not moving. And and and, and I get in trouble because one of my friends I went to lunch with today said, Joe, you you called for the public execution of those traitors that circuit when they're found guilty of circumventing the election, that they should be publicly shot in the square. And I said, I did. I said that. And he goes, those are pretty harsh words. I go, stealing the voice of the American people is a coup against our country. What, what, what would be a fair deterrent for trying to steal the voice of the American people? Would it be what a couple weeks probation? Let's let them do it again. Let's let people take away and, and ruin people's lives. And I think that we, we don't see the gravity of what's happened in the 2020 election. I don't think that we, it's not about a football team winning. It's about the erosion of everything around us. Our borders eroding, the lies having to do with the COVID vaccine that is killing tens of thousands of people. We have a whistleblower now that came forward and just in the Medicare environment, just in the Medicare environment, 48,000 people died over the last nine months. That's their, their stuff, not mine. That's theirs. Yeah. Died of getting the COVID vaccine. 48,000. We, 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 we do have to be careful. We have to be careful. It's it's frightening, 
But when you look at anyone over the age of 65, statistically, um, people pass away when they when they're in their 60s or 70s or 80s. Um, oh, come on, very come careful. on, Max. Forty-eight thousand no. people died of getting the COVID vaccine, and we're going to say we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm just saying that if you vaccinate everyone in a nursing home, you can't then just turn around and automatically say, "Well, the vaccine killed everyone in the nursing home," because there's lots of people going to nursing homes and they know they're never getting out. So I just want to be very careful with that number because. That never Listen, hasn't been fully vetted. The whole idea that we can. But Joe, you asked you asked what we do with these guys. You know, I, I think a static like a static line jump into uh, into Kabul and uh, let them go see how uh, you know all all yeah. of their uh, their policies and their <laughs> their yeah. wacko uh, ideology work works with the Taliban. You know, yeah. There's, there's not going to be much toler- there tolerance. Tolerance is uh, tolerance is. Oh yeah, yeah. From Afghanistan, yeah. so you might you might it's, airdrop them in, but there might not be anyone there because if the Democrats have their way, everyone in Afghanistan will be allowed to come here. Yeah, well, I know there's a lot of people who should and they need to because they're being hunted down and uh, and executed right now, and uh, we're still trying to get people out. We still we've got uh, American citizens we're trying to get across the border uh, to get out, U.S. passport holders, and uh, we still are, are working on those. So. So just so it's, 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 they're talking about would be unlimited, no cap. Anyone could come here. Yeah. <laughs> just, just so you know, Colonel Waldron, I, I have been obviously you know this because you're in one of the chat groups that we're having before, but I've been working on getting people out of Afghanistan through Mazar Sharif and the um, northeastern routes, which are really the only safe routes to get out. And then we found out yeah. that the military had left um, intelligence drones in the area, and they had learned to fly them. Uh, so that worked for about 11 days. We got a little over 100 people out of the area or out of the country by mm-hmm. um, by ground. And then they shut down those routes and were executing people literally in the streets and yeah. blowing up cars. And then you had the Freedom Bridge, which went into um, uh, uh, Uzbekistan, and that bridge was shut down. And there was some intelligence that said that the bridge was blown up or, or dismantled. That's not true. They just shut the bridge. And so people were dying yeah. trying to get get across because they would shoot them. They would have people sit up there and sniper and sniper people as they were trying to um, enter into uh, another country through that northern route. So, we, we, you know, at, at last count, there's still probably uh, another 20, 25,000 people in Afghanistan that have assisted the Americans over the last decade. And they have literally all the intelligence. They have all the computer programs and everything. And this just shows you the lack of regard. They got bats and eyes. Yeah, they've got all the biometrics uh, on on everybody. They've got all the records, and we just we just left it there. We we handed it over to the Taliban. We State Department provided the manifest to the Minister of Interior, Interior, who's a Siraj Haqqani, who's still got a ten million dollar bounty on his head from the U.S. You know one of the organizations that work with Pakistani ISI to kill more Americans and Afghans than any other organization uh, in the last uh, the last 20 years. And so that is the Minister of Interior, and that's who's approving all the manifest for airlift out. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. And it goes back to the Biden crime family and, uh, and Hunter's laptop. And, uh, you know, uh, Rosemont Seneca Thornton and Bohai uh, Harvest and uh, Scan Needles, all the companies that were uh, dumped, you know, millions and millions and billions of Chinese dollars into. So those dividends are being paid off. And uh, I've got a good idea who's calling the shots in Afghanistan. And it's not our military. It's not our State Department. And it's not our executive branch. Well, and the, the, the bad part about what's happening in our nation is this deterioration is the thing that everyone around the world is looking at. They're looking at us to be the example of clawing back to a place of freedom and, and uh, sensibility. And so the, the entire world is actually the one standing up. You have what's happening in Australia. You have what's happening in places like Italy and Germany and France and even Spain, uh, which no one's talking about what's happening in Spain. You have tens of thousands of people that are marching in the street and that are threatening to walk into uh, and pull government leaders out of their offices. This is the type of, of chaos that exists that can lead to some pretty serious um, uh, things happening across the world. It just takes one person to get their hand on a nuclear weapon somewhere in this global chaos. And we find ourselves in a very different situation as a, as a, uh, 
uh, a matter of humanity. Max, I can't wait for the irreverent conversation. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, for the oh, next one, panel that Joe said we're going to have an irreverent one. one. Yeah, 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 no, no, <laughs> no. It, there's going to be talk of people being dragged behind cars until their limbs fall off. It, it gets it gets intense. But when when we're fi- when <laughs> they've stolen elections, well, that's what's happening. People. That's what's happening in Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, elections have consequences, and and Afghanistan is and Afghan. Well, you talk about Sheila Jackson Lee. Sheila Jackson Lee is a congressman in the in the county in the United States that has one of the highest rape slave uh, trafficking uh, populations in the country. The sex slave trafficking, the rape slave trafficking of young boys, young girls, uh, women, and men in uh the, the county in her juris you know her uh, congressional district is one of the highest in the country and it's unconscionable yeah. that's that's something that embarrasses me and that's that's kind of my my first calling is what i was doing before yeah. we started with the with that's, selection was counter human trafficking work colonel, colonel waldron at some point I want to we tell need you to stop being nice at some point we need to stop being nice about it because um like just today mark milley testified I think it was Millie. He testified and admitted that the Taliban had offered to give us Kabul, but Biden turned them down. And Biden said, no, oh, yeah, we, we had that have uh, the capital city. We knew that that had ago. been a news report. But today, yeah. yeah, we knew that a couple weeks ago. But today he actually admitted it in open mm-hmm. testimony under oath. That is treason. That is aiding comfort to the enemy. When you when you tell the enemy you've been at war with for 20 years, hey, you can just take the capital city. You can take it. Um, we don't want it. You can have it. That is about as close a definition um, for, for giving aid and comfort to the enemy as I think we've ever seen in modern times. So, yeah, I mean, we, we get uncomfortable sometimes with talking about it, but the the actual uh, the punishment for treason is a short drop and a sudden stop. So at some point, well, Max, we have if you to want, if, if, if you want a truth burger, <laughs> the quite sure three weeks before anybody started moving. Uh, all of the Taliban elements knew where they were going, which checkpoints they would take over. And this was from NDS reporting. Uh, the NDS is uh, Afghanistan's version of the CIA, works directly with yeah. the CIA. So in, our intelligence agencies knew it. They knew which Lashkars or which local militias, how many people they were going to align and stand up to join which Taliban commander in which region. So it was all planned. It was all coordinated. Yeah. And that's why there was no fighting. It was just, okay, we're moving up. I'm taking my position, meeting up with these, uh, this, this 400, uh, strong, uh, Hazara Lashkar. You guys are working with us. Now we got this checkpoint. We're going to control this area. And, and it was all synchronized and coordinated. They had already it, divided it was- the government up before three weeks before in the Quetta it was like it was like a government it was like a, excuse me a company takeover is as if a, a new set of ceos and presidents were moving into the organization and it was almost as if they sent out memos saying this is what's going to happen and, and this is what happens when you have this fake facade kind of like when biden goes to a press conference and makes it look like he's in the white house and he's actually on a stage uh in the middle of a room but you know colonel walton it's, you're, you're it's a different building that he's in yeah you're you're, you're talking about what you're talking about right now, right? Everything that you're saying is why I've been saying personally that I don't advocate for violence, but we are too, we're talking about a very weak elephant or excuse me, a weak element. And we are the 500,000 pound gorilla in the room that's being held together by a string tied to our ankle, tied to a fence that's not even in the ground. We have not realized the power of holding people accountable. And because we keep saying, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Because they have slowly eroded justice. They have slowly eroded judicial prudence and the ability for the judicial system to actually instill some sort of accountability. We've seen as people have to yell protection under the law. Yeah. No, well, I mean, look, I'm in, I'm in a lawsuit <laughs> right now, an Antifa judge. And the guy who's the, at the center of it that sued me lied in his deposition so blatantly over and over again that I can't even imagine it getting past this level. And so we've been holding back this information that we've been collecting over the last week to 10 days. But I already know what the what the outcome is. And I already know that that this this judge is not going to follow the rule of law, not going to follow justice, doesn't care about truth. But that is 
that is a larger problem. That is a symptom of the problem that our entire system has not, we have not learned that what you do to one of us, you do to all of us. And you do not, at one point we'd have a set of, of lawlessness and, and, and our unequal application of law. We live in a state of lawlessness. At that point, we have to stand up. And if that means beating someone's head in or dragging them behind a car or tar and feathering them or, you know, su- you know, short drop, sudden stop, whatever it means, it doesn't mean that I don't respect, you know, the, the value of life. But these people are killing people. They're not just killing people here. They're killing people across the globe. Yep. And I, and I believe that, uh, you know, what we're dealing with is, you know, the second and third order effects of a stolen election. And it does have global impact. Um, you, how many people are going to die in Taiwan when China goes in there and uh, takes over and nobody raises a finger? Um, it's... I, I think that raising a finger has to happen, but I think it's more than just raising a finger. I think that courage and conviction, I think that men have been demasculated to the point where they, they don't have the ability to recognize that they can do something. And this morning, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I said, listen, men need to start being men. You know, they're the head of the household. They're, they're meant to be protectors, not just bring home the bread, right? That's not what it's about. It's about it's about being ethical and having morals and, and instilling those morals in society and standing up when those morals get get broken and where our children or our women are at risk and and returning us to a place where we have chivalry and we have we have the ability to look at integrity as for what it is integrity and not allowing mainstream media and 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 big tech to become the proxy for government in persecuting and taking away personal liberties or or constitutional liberties i i think that we're, we're already at that place colonel Waldron. I, I don't know i mean everyone says that we're not in a war i believe we already in, are in a war i believe we're already in in the war we just haven't figured it out yet no we I've, I've been talking about this for a year we are under attack we have been under attack it's it's uh, asymmetric warfare it's a chinese doctrine of unrestricted warfare uh you know COVID is a biological agent there there's another 180 uh unique dna strains in development so this is this is not uh <laughs> this is this is not conspiracy theory it's confirmed you know all you got to do is look at yeah. uh, some academic documents out of uh, tehran uh, and know to know what's in development. Read the doctrine of unrestricted warfare uh, for China and understand. You know, I've, I've got uh, we've got a 200 square mile area that was purchased here in Texas by a PLA uh, general with monopoly money printed from China through a cover company. And so all of those things are happening. They're trying to get into the energy grid with a wind farm a lot of those things. So we've got to understand that this is economic warfare. This is lawfare. This is biological warfare. And this is asymmetric warfare. China doesn't want to attack our blue water Navy head on. So it's not going to do that. It attacked the electronic um, voting systems, uh, either through money or directly that uh, controlled our election. And by changing the outcome of the election, chose an administration that would enact a foreign policy that was more favorable to them. That is Sun Tzu. They won. They got it. They did it. Without firing. Well, they haven't shot. won yet. They haven't, they haven't won yet. They, they, won, they won this battle. They won this They won this battle in uh, on January 6th up to right now. But it's not over. You're right. Yeah, so I, I have to tell you that if somebody asked me again, what, what am I willing to give up? And I said everything. Everything. I'm willing to give up everything. My kids, my grandkids. We played a clip. Uh, Mr. Producer, do you have that clip still? I actually don't. I can look for it. Okay, so you don't you don't have the clip this from this morning with uh, the beaches of Normandy? Oh, I actually do have that. Yep. Yeah, go ahead and play this for just a short part of that clip. Take the music down because Max will lose his mind if you don't. The thing that I'm trying to point to, 
But the thing that I'm trying to point to is that these were real men. These were real men that ran on the battlefield. These were real men. The men that we lost over the last 20 years in Afghanistan while this piece of trash Biden basically turned over Afghanistan back to the same people that we were trying to displace. He said we, were, we took we took the Taliban. We tried to we displaced the Taliban to replace them with the Taliban over a 20 year period of time. And, and it just it just goes to show you that that we are we are in a place right now where people in our society have become weak, ineffectual people that are willing to let people trample on them as long as they can continue to have their comforts, not realizing that if you just look at, at what has happened across the globe in places where socialism, Marxism or communism has thrived, very few people make it through the end. The, the, the political elite, the aristocratic elite, they're the ones that end up at the top. Everyone else just equally sucks. Right. And so I just, yeah, you know, it just, no, I, I, I agree. And I, I mean, I, I see it, but you know, the people I hang around with are pretty much warriors. So, uh, uh, we all, I think have, uh, earned the same shared DNA and, um, know the limits of our mental and physical abilities. And I, I don't think there's a question about, you know, like, like you mentioned what our commitment is, our commitment is to, um, protect and defend the constitution to stand for the flag, the Republic for which it stands to not do business with the enemy. And, uh, in this case to demand free, fair and transparent elections. And that's what we stand for. And that's what, you know, we'll fight for. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, 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 we gotta keep fighting. It's, uh, I keep saying it all, all week. It's this, <laughs> if, if you haven't already been woken up, this has to this has to be the red pill moment. It, this has to be what changes people's view of everything because it's not just elections. Max, if they're, right? not, if they're not when, when you, they're not already woken up. It's too late. I know. It's too but, late for them. If they're I know. not already woken up. I guess I don't say think that it's, it's too late too because late. Yeah. you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at how many people find us for the first time like every week and they just they just get it right. Um, uh, you'd be surprised. There are people are still waking up. There's not a ton of them left, right? But people are still waking up. Um, but it's not we're just send him to have a cup of coffee with Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely wake him up. They won't even need the coffee. Yet. Well, and, and so what, one of the one of the problems that I have is that we always talk about being the fight, and so people will talk about these small wins, and they go, "Yes, I sent my kid to school, and I told the principal I'm I'm not going to make him wear the mask." And then they said, "All right, they don't have to wear the mask." And they're like, "Yes, see, I won." And I go, the reason why they don't have to wear a mask is because they never had to wear a mask to begin with. You didn't win a battle. You just decided you learned the power of the word no. Hey, you need to take a vaccine. No, I don't. Nope. You need to accept the election. You can't be a denier. Yes, I can. That election was stolen eight ways till Sunday. And Dominion Voting Systems, ESNS, Heart, Smartmatic, they're all responsible for stealing the voice of the American people. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out, although we have cracked the math and we do know exactly how they did it, which is coming out next week. That'll be a good panel for you. We know that that's the case. We, know, we don't care what the mainstream media. And you said that they have, they, have, they have information dominance. And I would tell you, Colonel Waldron, that no, they don't. We have allowed them to continue to speak and we have not learned, our, we have not gotten our God voice. We have not literally gotten to our, our God courage where we literally just tell them, listen, you want to meet me in the middle of the street? I said this before. You want to meet me in the middle of the street? Winner takes all. Winner takes all. We're go we're getting to that place where people are going to have to have the courage, not just a little bit of courage, but the courage to stand up and say, too many people died protecting this flag. Too many people divided develop protecting this constitution. You know, this is this is endowed by God, and we need to do God's work. We need to stand in the gap, and we need to do the right thing to uh, to honor those people that gave us the opportunity we have today. Amen. Those, uh, those, uh, that earlier generation, the greatest generation made uh, innumerable sacrifices. And, uh, you know, I often compare it to, to you know, what we do now, you know, we'll go for 90 days, 180 days, you know, a year. They went till it was done. And, uh, you know, their, their ticket back home was victory. And uh, we as a society have lost that ability to fight to win. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we, uh, you know, we need to get back to that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, 
um, we're, we're getting closer to the end. Um, wh where, where are we going from here, Colonel Waldron? Because when I, when we were on the, when we were talking before we went to air, you said you were coming up with a plan for how to rework election systems so they could be paper-based and they could be secure. Uh, before we, I, I want to make sure that we give you some time to walk through that because it's, it's really interesting. And I was telling you, from I'll, before, I'll give you I the 30 second drill sticking your finger in iodine, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, I'll give you the 30 second drill. Um, we, we go back to um, manual uh, poll books. The e poll books are a, a major um, exploitability that, that that's being used. So at the precinct level, we go to um, printed secure paper ballots at the precinct level. No more countywide voting. You vote your precinct, you vote, you know, if there's if there's a week of early voting, great, but it's the same ballot. Uh, and those ballots are serialized. They can have a non-sequential serial like the currency does. And, you know, if you want to get really fancy, those serial numbers can be locked into a Kubernetes or a, a, a containerized or a blockchain solution on the left side so that, you know, whenever those ballots get scanned in, when they meet up, just like, a you know, when you cash a check at a bank, that those money gets deposited to you. And two or three days later, you see, OK, I've got a copy of the check. Using that same technology, that is a one-way visibility that a voter can see that my ballot that I filled out, that I squiggled, that I wrote, you know, Mickey Mouse for dog catcher, so I know it was my ballot. Uh, I can see where it went from my pen to the precinct to the county, all the way to the Secretary of State's office, and uh, transactionally verifiably, it has not been changed. Uh, there's no more tabulators at the precinct level. You know, your precincts are 5,000 voters are left. Hand count the ballots. Have a tally sheet. At the precinct level, all you need is a dumb scanner the, that could be made by Dell uh, under mil-spec conditions, uh, certified that there's no foreign chips in it, no input. The only output is a DVD burner. Burn a CD. That goes, one of the CD or DVDs goes in the ballot box and one goes to the county with your, uh, your tabulation summaries. Those get aggregated at the county and sent up to the Secretary of State. It's all 100% verifiable, 100% uh, auditable. There's no question about the ballot, the validity of the ballot, the illegitimacy of the ballot, because they're all printed on uh, counterfeit proof paper with watermarks and serialized down to the precinct level. So if a ballot shows up somewhere that it shouldn't be, then that precinct judge has lost accountability of the specific number of ballots that are printed with the serial numbers. And we're going to know that that was the precinct judge and that ballot ended up out of the precinct. OK, then there was an issue. There was an error and any kind of adjudication rate over one percent automatically triggers an audit. If you're adjudicating ballots at 11 percent or at 90 percent in Georgia, you have, by definition, got a non-certifiable election. Because you no longer represent the will of the voter, someone else is interpreting the will of the voter, which isn't what we're built on. So anyway, that's a, that's in a nutshell. Um, I'll, I'll get that white paper over to you, Joe. It's kind of a technical requirements document to look at. I, I love that. We talk about architecture. Everything that you said is perfect because you'll be able to see any of the, anytime someone tries to infiltrate that, there'll be, there'll be a Can't pattern or a, a pathway to it. A trend, a verifiable transaction. Right. And, and by the way, we do this in financial transactions. We do this in, in different areas related to NCIC. So uh, anytime you deal with government documents or files on people, this is all done through that same type of system. It, it, it yep. is very easy to do. And it's, it, it drives me crazy that coming to this point, we've had to get to the place where we actually recognize that we had a kangaroo uh, voting experience in our country to get to a place where we finally say, hey, this is easy. We already know the technology exists. We like companies like Dominion, which are trashy companies that are run by, uh, you, you know, uh, foreign interests and and uh, hedge funds, which, by the way, that's another thing. Nobody from a foreign country should be able to invest in a company that does our voting in our country. That that to me makes no sense. No sense. And we, and we can do it all at 10 percent of the cost or less than what we're spending on these machines. And if you're if you're in a business and you're investing in hardware and you expect it to be uh, valuable for more than 18 to 24 months, you don't invest in hardware. You, you invest in software as a service. So the only hardware that you'd be investing in here is these, you know, the, uh, the 600 DPI, uh, you know, scanners, the dumb scanners. And those can be purpose-made 
in the United States certified by a company that's certified to produce DOD um, equipment. Dell's not right, the so, only one, but Dell's the one that's here. Yeah, and, and and by the way, Michael Dell runs a very, very good company. He, he's built some of the greatest technology out there that has the ability to see into all the partitions as well. A, very, a lot safer system than what you would probably get if you tried to pull out of uh, Canon or, or some of these other systems that we're getting from, from foreign soils. Max, I've got to run, well, but uh, thanks for so yeah, much well, for you having me end. on. It was a great discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Colonel Waldron. And uh, I appreciate the time. And, and yeah, have a great rest of your evening. All right. Appreciate God bless it. you, brother. Send it over here. Will do. All right. Adios. Well, that's that was a great conversation. He he, I, I want to see that white paper too. So when he sends it over to you, send it over to me because um, obviously we got the elevator speech version. But um, <laughs> the way he explained it to me before, there's a lot more that goes into it, and that really is we we can't afford to have an election system that we don't trust, right? And and that's something that we both said from the very beginning. The American people deserve to be able to trust their election systems. And if the audit had truly concluded that everything was above board, I was prepared to accept that, right? Yeah. Because that, that was the point of the audit. The problem is the audit did not do that. The audit created more questions than answers. And every time they tried to get to the bottom of it, they were they put up roadblocks by the county, by the state Senate. Um, so it's very obvious that th this is not trustworthy, not a trustworthy process. The American people deserve to have trust in their elections. And when you see... When, when you, the, the old adage, like the United States is built on the consent of the governed. That's what each person in office, that's where they derive their power from. There's no such thing as the consent of the governed if the governed don't believe that the election is legitimate, right? I mean, that, that is an essential component of having the consent of the governed. If the American people do not trust the election processes, then the entire system falls apart. And I know you don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want total anarchy. Um, we want to fix this before we get to that point. But uh, the first way to do that is to fix the election system. And I like I like paper. Just draw an X in the box and then put it in a ballot box. And then it just gets brought <laughs> to somewhere it's kind of by hand. And then you dip your finger in the iodine to prove you didn't do it more than once. Yeah, I think that I think that's the, the biggest thing that we're up against right now is that the amount of fraud that we're dealing with on the electronic level is being overshadowed by them screaming nothing to see here nothing to see here not because there's any truth to what they're saying but because they know that they stole an election and they're hoping that we go away we're not going away we're not going away we're not i'm not going away i know lots of other people that aren't going away when i was at scott mckay's event last night in front of 250 people those 250 people that showed up to to, to, to have a discussion at eight o'clock at night they're not going away we sent those men away to go find other men and to recruit those men and we're little by little, we're going to get to where we have 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, 20 million. You get my point. We are going to grow an yeah. army of Americans that are willing to stand up. And you'd say, hey, not a shot would be fired. No, it wouldn't be fired unless you fire on us. But the will of the people yeah. will be heard. And it's just a matter of time. We're, we're not going to let the weak, the weak take over our nation. Just not going to let it happen. Definitely can't. Well, we're up against the end of the hour. It's amazing how time flies when we have we have really enlightened guests. But uh, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. All those links are in the description. If you can, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review so we can keep climbing up in those rankings. I think we're number 60. And I didn't say this yesterday, but, Joe, we, we jumped over one of Ben Shapiro's shows. Yeah. And in, in the Apple podcast rankings for political podcasts. And that show had been ranked in the top 500 podcasts worldwide. So presumably, if we had just jumped over him on a much smaller um, leaderboard, presumably we have most likely entered into the top 500 podcasts worldwide, which is pretty exciting. Obviously, most of them are American, but uh, it's, it's still cool to try and wrap your head around that number. So Ben Shapiro's trash. Just so you just so you want me to know, I tell you the guy's trash. Yeah. Yes. That is true. I'm, I'm no, not I'm not a fan. Anybody that tells me that the election is safe and secure is not intelligent. He's a puppet. Right? Yeah. And a short puppet at that. He's like three feet tall. 
Look, yes. I already told you before. I have uh, no time uh, for traitors. And I have uh, no time I, for I wasn't I was defending him. I, I said we leapfrogged him in the leaderboards. That's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. It wasn't we, a defense. It wouldn't be tough to leapfrog him because you could just walk over him. He's like three feet tall. Just like step over him. Like, hello. Bye, Ben. See you, Ben. Uh, <laughs> well, that's gonna be it for this edition of the podcast. <laughs> Check out all the links in the description, including the links for uh, the T-shirt of the day. You can go to the store.conserve-daily.com and check that out. Lots of T-shirts hey, up there. Lots more coming up soon. Let, What's up? Let's let's uh, pitch out uh, art. Get your checkbooks out. Get your wallet yes. out. Let's try to support art. We sent you out a link on eight nine five one seven. We sent out an email. Uh, Max, if you could and just it was put included in- again. Yeah, it was included again when we sent out the text for this show. It was at the yeah. bottom of all of those links. So if you're on a text alert system, we've we've got to support, we've got to support art. We've got to support art. We've got to support him. We got, he's, he's facing up to six, six years in prison. It's actually four years. They said six. We'll go with the six, but I don't think that's true. And, um, and frankly for baptizing his daughter and having church, that's why that's what he's facing. Yeah. It's a sad day. Can't have it. So, so that link is in the description. Um, we also sent out a fax blast today. Mitch McConnell is going to, fund the government at least on a temporary basis uh so that they're setting up the cave they're setting up the surrender to give the democrats everything you want so if you can join our facts plus two and fight back against that because this is going to come pretty fast the republican surrender so again that's it for this edition of the podcast my name is max mcguire my name is joe oltman and remember everyone the fight to take back our country but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together just go back to red screen fine we'll get, <laughs> nice we'll get it right eventually